0: You're listening to the SHL Smart Teams podcast, a show where we invite experts on people science to talk about how to build a future where businesses thrive because their people thrive. Hello, and welcome to SHL's podcast series, which is all about future-proofing your organization. Thank you for joining us. I'm Sarah McClellan and I lead our European Professional Services team here at SHL. I'm also a business psychologist and really fascinated particularly at this point in time around how we can be using people science to improve our lives and improve our experiences at work. So really the inspiration for this series has come from the last 18 months, two years of our lives that have been like no other our work, our lives have turned upside down Um, and as we start to slowly emerge the other side we're facing now a great opportunity to reinvent, to reimagine, to reconsider some of the fundamentals that have governed um, and defined our experiences at work and within organisations for so long. And really I think as We contemplate things like how are we going to return to offices, if that's relevant to your business, Um, how are we going to manage hybrid work. Uh, It gives a great uh, chance for individuals, leaders, organisations to really think about what's important, where are the priorities, what are we trying to achieve. So this is a series and we've been covering a range um, of topics and we will continue to do so over the the next few weeks. But one topic that comes up time and time again is about culture, culture and experience at work and how we can reshape and, and redefine that. So this is a massive topic, um, and I'm really pleased to be joined by um, one of my colleagues, Brandon Pleener, who is going to help us um, explore this topic in in a a little bit more detail. Um, So Brandon, no pressure, uh, is one of the the biggest areas I think that we have to consider, Uh, but do you want to just say hello and and give us a sense of why this is a topic that you're interested in and, and excited by?
1: Brilliant. Thank you, Sarah, and, and super excited to be be part of the series. So yes, as, as you've indicated, my name is Brandon. I am the talent management solution leader for SHL, taking care of the, the different solutions that speak to talent management. And of course, central to successful talent management is the inherent and emerging and shifting and changing and ongoing culture within an organization and and so for that reason it's especially important to me at the same time i'm my background is in counseling psychology so i'm very interested in the human condition and especially the human condition in relation to organizations and the identities that we bring to our day-to-day activities within organizations are inherently tied up in a multitude of cultures and that's what makes us such an interesting space as much as we as business psychologists are working hard to create cultures in organizations that ensure the success of organizations we're having to juggle individual cultures that people bring the multitude of individual cultures that people bring together with team cultures group cultures a whole range of other things and so it's 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 such an interesting space for me and 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 for organizations as, as a whole as you say and Particularly at the moment, as we we contemplate the next evolution of our organisations post the pandemic.
0: Thanks, Brandon, and I know that um, you're someone who's going to have some some really interesting views and, and <laughs> insights to share. So, so I'm looking forward to our, our conversation. Um, so let's get started, um, yes. and with a, a quite a broad question for for you to to explore, uh, Brandon. So if we think about organisational culture. And given the situation that we're in now, and as we said, the opportunity that we have to, to reinvent, uh, to reimagine, what what are the aspects do you feel it is now really imperative for organisations to dial up?
1: It, it, it's, it's a great question to start with, and I think before I jump into it, it's it's just a 30-second on starting point is defining and being clear on what we mean when we talk about culture within organizations, because the risk is always the things that we dial up aren't necessarily always about culture. They may be around a range of other business practices. But if we take culture in this instance to be fundamentally around the beliefs and the behaviors that we bring to an organization and an organization instills in order to ensure that there is a commonality of direction, because that is the, you know, one of the fundamental intents of culture, is that we do this because we cannot have anarchy in an organization where everybody is bringing their own thoughts and their own mindsets and their own approaches and their own behaviors, and, and we're all pulling in different directions. And that's the irony of culture, and it's maybe one of the things we have to dial up is, actually, how do I maybe bring a little bit of that back into a structured cultural Environment, if you want, is to you know, around the idea of this is we're very clear on what we are we stand for it as an organization, what we believe in, and the values and the behavior that come with that, but to still create the space for people to bring their individuality to that space, and how do we manage the instances where those butt heads in a way that is actually beneficial and, and creates the, the purpose for both the organization and the individual. So this that's one of the areas i, I think for me the, the sort of cultural elements that we have to dial up first and foremost i think is and it goes beyond individual organizations and, and i'll talk a little bit of that as we go along and that's sustainability i think we have to more than ever now be building cultures in our organizations that our behavior and our activity and our beliefs must extend beyond the boundaries of the to ensure not only the sustainability of our organizations, but fundamentally the sustainability of the environment and the impact that we're having on the environment. And and that creates an interesting sort of upstream and downstream consideration because a lot of organizations invest in environmental activities, but we don't always consider as an example, we make the assumption that the employees go home on a day-to-day basis and are equally able to to practice those sustainability activities. So, yes, we might be creating a nice green building, but I'm going home as, as an employee at the end of the day to my own house and having to burn fossil fuels because that's what is accessible and available to me. And that's that's driven by a whole range of interesting questions around remuneration and reward and so on and so forth. So sustainability is one for me authentic relationships are absolutely a second for me really. and and that's underpinned by what we're seeing happening globally around dei and the like so i think we have to dial up the ability to create cultures that allow for those authentic relationships and i think the third and and, and driven by a a, a a always connected socially mediated world is the idea of outside inside outside culture is that the culture that we carry outside of our organizations comes into our organizations. But the inside culture we have has to be reflected externally, in order to, to, to help drive my brand and the like. And so you have this constant mediation of allowing for the outside culture to come in, but our inside culture to equally be represented outside. And so there's this constant outside inside outside cultural idea, if you Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, three big topics there, Uh, Brandon. (laughs) For sure.
0: Got us us kick-started. And sustainability, yeah, just to share a couple of thoughts, I think it's kind of almost that broader, bigger, longer term perspective of moving, as you say, sustainability in terms of our environment, our, our communities, our society, our world, but also sustainable simply sustainability of our people and the well being aspect and burning out becoming such a feature as we as we kind of many, many of us are seeing the progress that we've made through this period of disruption through accelerating digitization and, and innovation and maybe, you know, creating new businesses, new new channels. But actually, we've got to keep an eye to what well, we want a business and we want people in five years' time. and So we can't we can't do that at the expense of um, the longer term. And I love that uh, around authenticity, outside inside brand um, alignment. And I think that is something that is coming really into the spotlight now because we're asking questions about the different experiences uh, that we have within organizations, whether they're virtual, whether they're in person, um, whether they're you know fragmented a, a, across different geographies. Um, and actually that leads me to, to, to another question, uh, Brandon, which is a little bit around how do we know if an organization has challenges in those spaces you know are there what are the signs that that we yeah. might be seeing that that, that there's a problem uh, the, oh, wow the,
1: a fantastic question i mean the the as a business i, I think once more because in, and and Sarah, as you rightly pointed out you know we are in these these multi-connected we we live these multi-collected Connected lives and that outside inside element is so critical to that because I think one of the clearest ways we see it, and there's there's countless case studies of uh, if your culture is wrong, your customer will tell you now, and that's the interesting thing for me historically. And not to say that your people will not necessarily, and, and we're seeing that in the great resignation at the moment, where yes, some of it is certainly driven by a range of interesting socio-economic variables that are driving the great resignation but but some of it i think is people now having had time to reflect on what they want from an organization because they were working at home and they had time in some instances to think about these things what has has then so that's the one draw, you know one way that we know that culture is not necessarily working we see it in the movement of our people outside of our own organizations but at the same time, we know that society now will vote on your culture by simply not mm-hmm. making use of your services. And and you see it in and that this is a great irony, you because know, I think one of the things that we have to do is we have to ditch when it comes to culture and organization is this this historical mindset of profit above everything and mm-hmm. and people, you know, the, the, your consumers Will remind you very much of that not because they don't believe in the service you offer but rather because they don't buy or believe in the culture that you've created within your organization and there are countless instances in the media at the moment where you're seeing that being the undoing of organizations is that inside culture is becoming known to the outside and the outside is going we don't accept that and we're we're going to vote with our feet and with our wallets and and those are some of i think the surest signs that there is a, a problem within an organisation's culture.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you you're completely right and and actually the customer influence has got even more powerful as uh, as information is so readily available on, you know, Sites like Glassdoor, if you're looking at looking at jobs and where you want to apply, uh, if you're uh, bidding or you're going through a procurement process, the amount of information that is requested around, you know, essentially, are you a decent company? Do you manage your people well? Do you consider the environment? Um, and uh, yeah, completely agree. There's a, there's a lot that uh, that can be seen through. Our customers and and um, people's decisions about where they want to work do they want to stay? I guess the other thing I would reflect on as well and 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 I think this has become more of a focus area recently is some of those areas around the sort of micro behaviors in particular in our in leadership populations or manager populations and and I think it it, it fits nicely into the area that you raised around um, authenticity and brand alignment That you know if there's a culture that you want to portray externally and internally then there has to be alignment with the people who are the role models so you know where there is um, misalignment, even around some of the small things that your leaders, your your managers might be demonstrating, that's going to create tension. Um, yeah. So you know, and, and simple things. more recently, we've had the the impact of virtual. And do you have your camera on? When do you? Who doesn't? You know, those even those sorts of things are being examined and explored as to what does that mean. Um, so I think there is this real layer of the, the kind of micro behaviors that might suggest that there's some, there's, there's some level of discomfort, there's something that, that we need to address if people are feeling there's, there's a lack of alignment. Yeah. Um, so Brandon, big question now, what can we actually do uh, to, to change culture? So if sure. we, for people sitting there thinking, yeah, I, I, I agree, I've got this opportunity, I want to do something yeah. about it and reset, what, what steps can, can we take?
1: Yeah, And Sarah, I mean, it's it, it, in, in something that you said, there is one of the key steps we can take. And it's the small things that we do, rather than necessarily the mm-hmm. big things. The big things are there, they're in your face, they're obvious. People see them, the, the society sees them and so on and so forth. But because they're so big and in your face, they're often down to the greatest level of scrutiny, which is needs to happen. But it's the, the smaller thing, that you're doing on a day-to-day basis that actually help to define the culture of an organization. So when it comes to changing it, I think the first step is around going, well, let's start by understanding the elements of culture that we can and would like to change. And that's an important consideration is that you you can't try and change culture by making a whole range of promises about the culture you want to emerge to if you have no legitimate way of being able to support that journey. So you have to be realistic with yourself around. And you said it as well, what is my brand and what does my brand stand for? Because the culture that I want to create needs to align to that brand. And so that's the starting point, is, is what do we stand for as an organization? Because that then drives four key elements. The one, the first being around, we can then begin to, to support our people in terms of aligning to that brand. And when you have that alignment of people and the alignment of the organization, you drive purpose within 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 individuals as well as within the organization. The second is this, the, the, the criticality of communication and authentic communication in that particular process. And yeah, relationships are key. For years, we've been talking about, how oh, it's important to create these networked environments Yes, networks are important, but the quality of the relationships you have within those networks are far more important. So it's the small things you can do to align your staff to the purpose of the organization, to make sure that that's being communicated in an authentic way, such that you create the space for people to build relationships, because it's through relationships that we have shared authenticity and shared experience and that we can. And this is, I think, is central to, to that to changing culture in an organization is that you're then more open to listening and learning. And I think when we listen and learn and collaborate and we, we allow for that outside in and inside out approach, that's when you also, you, you support communication and connection within an organization. So it's starting small it's, and, and, and you, you, you spoke to it as well, Sarah, it is the role and the dual role of leadership and each and every single individual in an organization to mm. drive culture it's not a top-down bottom up, or bottom-up it's, it's, but equally it's it's in it's, this kind of the zen approach it's it's both and none at the same time uh, you know it is driven by leadership it is driven by people and it's not driven by leadership and not driven by people in the same breath but it really is about we all have a shared responsibility and accountability for it as well so I think that's an important balance and, and the, the the need, and there's a long conversation and certainly we can have a long conversation around balance, but it is about making sure that, that we you know we, we instill within culture that the amount of time that I spend at work is not a, a, an indication of the value that I contribute. And so mm-hmm. that then speaks to allowing for the everyday actions, the explicit and the implicit everyday actions. And I think the final two elements for me very, very quickly are around whatever you do, you need to make it visible and whatever you do, you need to make it personal. But in both of those, you do still have to define the non-negotiables. And that that I think is important because that's I think what manages the risk of anarchy in an organization is that there are certain non-negotiables that must be foundational to your culture and then against those you make your culture visible you make it personal for people you hold them accountable you communicate you ensure that alignment of, of purpose you, you you allow for balance and of course critically because of the authenticity you open yourself and allow for and drive diversity equality mm. and, and inclusivity as well
0: yeah yeah thanks Brampton. and i think The good news in that is where you started in that it's the smaller steps. It's the the first steps that that can create the change. So, uh, you know, really thinking about our purpose as an organisation. And um, it it doesn't have to be that you're working in... uh, healthcare, um, where obviously it, it, there is a, a purpose that is about life and death. Uh, there's a purpose that every organisation and, and every individual wants to feel a connection with. And as you said earlier, the that balance between yes we need some we need some alignment around how we work and how we get things done, but equally, we really want to create the space for individual approaches and, and different ways of expressing so there 's that, that how do we how do we get that balance and I think something that really um, resonates for me and I think could be helpful for for people to think about is Actually, not overcommitting. So, being really clear on what can we do. What you know, if we are going to align around um, these aspects of our culture, then really working out what does that look and feel like, and are we all comfortable at all levels within our organisation that we can bring that to life? Because there's nothing worse, as we said, than than feeling the uh, the misalignment, the dissonance. If we can't see that. Um, living and breathing in our organisation. So kind of starting small and engaging those uh, those mechanisms for listening and collaborating and, and I think as you said earlier Brandon really having front of mind too that culture is something that that is living and breathing in its own right and it isn't just a one and done you're going to have to keep yeah. coming back to it and and monitoring it and understanding it, its level of health and, and how do we how do we tweak and nudge um to, to get it in the optimal optimal space
1: and i think sarah just just very quickly in relation to that is, is that what that brings an the, the, the enormous importance of honesty mm. is that yes you know be honest about your culture be honest with your people be honest with yourselves and, and that is fundamental, I think, to trust and that connectivity and the relationships and the authenticity. And yeah. and yeah, do the small things, be honest about what you can achieve rather than, oh, we're going to be this amazing organization that has all of this, but rather say, look, this is where we're at and, and to mm-hmm. and to take that accountability.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Take the opportunity. Be brave. Uh, be honest about where we are, where we're falling short, and and some of the some of the mistakes, some of the things that haven't gone as planned. And as a consequence, you'll you'll build trust. You'll build engagement if you can then show the, the path forward. Um, as ever, Brandon, I think we're, um, we're, we're running against time, but we've had a, really enjoyed our, our conversation and I think there's some really great nuggets, some little pearls for people to, to reflect on and hopefully think about where to start with this great opportunity to, to reinvent aspects of our culture. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me, Brandon, and thank you all for listening. Um, There is a white paper that is available on our website, which you can also download and and get further information on on some of these um, great topics. Thank you and looking forward to speaking with you all again soon. Thanks for listening to the SHL Smart Teams podcast. To learn more about how SHL helps companies leverage their greatest asset, their people, please visit SHL.com.